and we're live. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How's it going? <laughs> what do you think of that coffee? Uh, it's pretty good. I actually like it black. Oh, yeah? Um, this coffee is actually pretty good. It's the Four Sigmatic coffee. It has lion's mane, and it supposedly enhances... It has what? Lion mane, lion's mane mushroom, and it enhances your brain capability. No way. Yeah. Is it like MCT oil, or it's mushroom? No, bro. You, like you buy it on mushroom. Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss blasted it on their podcast. So if I Joe like Rogan did it, then to I fit in, I, I had to do the same. No, exactly. Yeah. So Tim Ferriss did it. Joe Rogan did it. That's how I become them. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here. I know. Group think. Actually. <laughs> so why, why, why are we here? Cole? Why are we, why are you starting a podcast? I'm actually starting a podcast for the exact opposite reason. So the, the whole concept of my podcast is, um, kind of like t- avoiding the traditional path in life that mm-hmm. you feel that you're expected to take. That's why the name is mind over monkey. We have kind of like our, our natural monkey instinct because we do derive from apes is to kind of follow <laughs> other monkeys in what they do. Um, have you ever heard the the phrase monkey see monkey do? Yeah. Well, it's because monkeys have like they, they conform to group think and um, the whole point of my podcast is to kind of use your mind to overcome your inner desire to um, kind of follow what other people do. And that's why I... Your inner human. Your inner human. Your inner monkey. I want to interview a lot of people who have very unique lives, mm-hmm. who have not conformed to groupthink, whether it be, you know, students who've gone to college for their own reasons, not for their parents' reasons. Um, I'm interviewing... I have a really cool po- uh, podcast tomorrow with Evan, and um, he never went to college. He's... Uh, starting his own business and very successful with that. So I, th- I thought that would be like a perfect person to interview. And now I'm interviewing you, which I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that important. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever done anything on your own. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I've never done anything really uh, significant or special. I'm just a normal monkey out there. So trying to be a mind over monkey, but... <laughs> you got you to start we'll applying your mind. I like to think I do, but there's not a lot going on in there. So I don't know. But... uh so, okay, so you started this podcast, Mind Over Monkey, so that we can try to kind of get around, not necessarily the social pressures, but the social norms everybody kind of falls into. What's yeah. this, um, what's this like notebook or something that you're starting? Oh, I got to show you this. All right, let me get it. Yeah, so this week I've been very on this monkey theme. So I, I, I sat down and I was like, all right, I need, a, I need a name for the podcast. I actually spent the first two weeks not posting or uploading these uh, podcasts because I didn't have a name. Mm-hmm. So finally, I, I was like, all right, I sat down and I said, I'm going to come up with a name today. And I, I was looking at name ideas. And to come up with a name idea, I first thought, what do I want this podcast to be about? And really, the, the, the phrase monkey see, monkey do really stuck and i was i was thinking man that would be perfect but i don't like that name Mm -hmm. so i thought okay is there is there a another name involving monkeys that that i could come up with and that's where i got mind over monkey but also i have started a a project i wouldn't call it a company but a project called monkey pad this week also um basically what monkey pad is is i during my most stressful and overwhelming days in college, I had assignments due that week. I had stuff going on at home. I had jobs I was applying to. I had 
personal goals like working out and eating healthier and all these these tasks and they build up they build up and they consume a lot of space in your head Mm -hmm. and i would sit down to work on a homework assignment and i would spend so long not working on the homework assignment because i was overwhelmed with all these other tasks yeah you're just like flooded exactly and I, i i realized in that moment i needed to develop a system to manage my mind mm-hmm. like to kind of take control of my mind and so i, I started doing this thing I, I grabbed a notebook that i actually got at my my last internship with nasa and it was a, a real nice like government standard issued notebook and i really liked it because it was durable it could fit right in your pocket and i i at, on the top line i wrote the word thoughts and i put the date and i just wrote down everything that was in my mind Everything, anything Mm -hmm. that just popped into my head, I wrote it down, whether it was a homework assignment, whether it was, I had to do laundry that day, whether or not I had meetings, like, like anything that popped in my head, I just wrote it down. Mm -hmm. And I spent about 20 minutes looking at it. Well, it took me about five minutes to write everything down. And then I spent about 20 minutes looking at everything I wrote down and I started to see common themes about a quarter of the stuff I wrote were school related. About a quarter were home-related, stuff that was going on back at home. About a quarter was related to a, a, a website that I was building. And the final quarter was related to stuff I wanted to do for my own, like uh, personal development. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I flipped the page, and I wrote those categories. Very first category, I wrote school. And then I took all of my, my thought, my, the thoughts that I wrote on the previous page, and I tried to condense them. So if, if I had, let's say for one class, um, a data science class, I had three assignments. So on the thoughts page, there were three different lines. I would now combine that into one line. I would say homework one comma two comma three. Okay, got it. And then same with home. So I would then make a, a, a box that said home and then I would condense my notes under them. And then I would make a, a, a box called... Um, self box called datafied and and i i really just categorized what's datafied uh, datafied is the website that i was working on at the time got and and i really just wanted to condense and categorize my thoughts and then i i thought okay this is great but this homework for for the data science class is a lot more important than doing laundry and i should probably focus on that homework assignment before i focus on the rather insignificant tasks so step three in this process was then color coding them based on priority so uh blue was top priority orange is stuff that needed to get done but it could be pushed off till next week and then purple was stuff i wanted to work on and anyways it really worked i mean that process got me through like i said some of the some of the toughest most stressful times in college and and then i didn't really think much of it like obviously i'm always thinking of business ideas but it never occurred to me that that could be one until I came home in March, mm-hmm. once coronavirus hit, and I I was talking to Evan actually, and Evan said, "Hey Cole, like you know, I'm I've seen a lot of advancements in my physical ability, but there's you know I'm still like overwhelmed with tasks and stuff. Like, what do you use in college or something like that?" Was the conversation, and as I come over, and I'll teach you my method that I developed. It, it's just something that I think could help you and um, him and I think pretty similarly. So I I thought it would work. Anyways, he comes over. 
we spent about 45 minutes. I, I was going over it with him. I, I had an extra notebook laying around, so I gave it to him. And about a week later, he called me and he said, this is like, been game changing for him really and he and he loved it <laughs> that's it and he thanked me and he said you know like thank you for for showing me this it, he's like I, I changed it slightly to to kind of fit my own yeah um my own different colors yeah different colors uh different categories okay. of of priority uh and he said this is amazing really and around that time i, I was like when was this uh this was so a week after march yeah it was like late march okay i, I would say r- roughly that time frame and I started thinking, man, this could help a lot of people. And th- this isn't just your, your traditional calendar. Like I think a lot of people, they have your normal seven-day calendar. You write down what you're going to do on Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, right? And some people have it digitally, like a Google calendar. Mm-hmm. But this you is, get kind of lost. That. I mean, I, I've, I've done that. and that, like I tried uh, written when I was a little kid. Obviously, everybody like forced to have a calendar or a planner when you're in school. Yes. Um, and then... I never, I've never really used it just because yes. that's not the way I work, I guess. Yeah. And then in college, it's like, it's like, oh shit, you got a lot of stuff going on. Exactly. You need a calendar or a planner or something. And so I tried to do like Google Calendar, all that sort of stuff. And it, it's like technology just doesn't work in that realm no. because it's like, it'll give you a notification for a false day or if you put in a notification for the wrong day and all this sort of stuff. And, and you forget for what's important and what's not. And then I started doing it on, I have like a little notebook that I do it on. And um, I just like write out like a pretty much a calendar and mm-hmm. what days things are due and whatnot. And I try to put them in as soon as I learn about them. And then in the back, I'll have like important shit, like, uh, you know, a to-do list, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go wash the dogs, go do homework, go work on this project. But, um, and I try to like prioritize the other things and I cross them out as I finish them. But it definitely like, it's hard to keep on track because- yes. It's almost like it's it's unorganized, you know? Like, those are good for your thoughts and stuff, but it's, it's just not organized. Yes. So you found a way around that. Yes. And that's kind of sick. Exactly. And so now I'm, I'm making samples of kind of more of a scalable solution. So I I take this blank notebook that um, you could buy it on Amazon, and I, I would always kind of structure it a certain way. And I've spent quite a bit of time formatting the pages the way I like it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be a lot easier if – I could just design it one time and then have a lot of notebooks with that exact same design. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm trying to print my own design notebook. It's called monkey pad. And I'm actually really excited for it. I've never been this excited for an idea. We talk about a lot of business ideas yeah. and, and this one just kind of happened naturally. Like I'm, I feel like I always look for ideas and I look for problems in the world. And, and you know, I've, I've watched so many Y Combinator videos about, how to start a startup and yeah and they're it's great. almost like you never like you always have these ideas at least for me i always yes. have these ideas but i never full like follow through with them yeah it's always like it's not that i hit a roadblock and i stop but it's like i hit a roadblock and then it's like okay i'll put that on the back burner for now while i get you know i'm sidetracked with yeah. something else it's more important at the time like an assignment or a project and then it's like a week later i'm like oh i forgot about that and that's probably because it's not that big of a problem in your life yeah and, and like we talked about this we even talked the other day about it but like you know, it's essentially a business evolves around a problem and the mm-hmm. business solves that problem like at a high level. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case for everything. But I think I spent so much time, like I really wanted to start a business and I spent so much time trying to think of problems and trying to look for problems in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I would maybe find a, a simple solution. Like I, I had an idea for a website the other day. So 
so I, I started building it and I realized, that, you know, it wasn't really a problem that I had mm-hmm. and I was more so making the website just for the sake of starting a business. But, but this monkey pad. Talking about Datafied? No, actually, Datafied, um, completely different. This was actually like, a, I had an idea for like a restaurant website. Okay. And th- this monkey pad is a problem that I've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I think if the problem to you is not obvious, you probably shouldn't start the business. Yeah. Monkey pad is a solution that I crave. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, I've been putting in like 14 hour days, is not this... even realizing I'm putting in 14 hour days working on it. Yeah. Like for, for the other idea, the restaurant idea, I was like kind of forcing myself to sit down and work on it. The, the, the monkey pad, I would wake up and my mind was already thinking about it. I would sit down at my desk, work till 2 a.m. And it, mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's important to note like every time you have a business idea, you're like, oh, this is a huge problem in my life. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know. The thing that you just said right now was super important because you said if it kind of gets left on the back burner and then you forget about it or you like, oh yeah, you know, I totally forgot that I had to like, you know, keep going with this business solution. It's like, it wasn't that big of a problem. You were, you were forcing it to be a bigger problem than it actually is. Yes. And the fact that you said, um, you know, I would wake up and immediately have all these thoughts in my head. Yes. That's like that's like gleaming in my head like oh shit this is actually a real problem because like even it's me- kind of like when, you, when you're when you're thinking about like a girl that you like mm-hmm. right and i think the real test you can give yourself to determine whether or not you like her is do you think about her in your default state you know when you're trying to not think about anything <laughs> in my does she pop into your state. head <laughs> what is your default state and i think if your default state is all it goes back to the same idea always mm-hmm. then it's probably something that you, you're Where you're like, oh my God, I'm crazy about it. this girl. I can't yeah. stop thinking about her. I, I think your default state is actually something that's interesting. My default state, I'm usually pretty zoned out. Yeah. My default state is usually like, I don't think I have it. I don't know. I don't, do I have a default state? Because it's, it's literally like, I don't know. Can you define your default state a little more? Because maybe I'm not thinking of it right. The way that I think of a default state is like, when you're just sitting there and you're just like chilling out. Uh, yeah. So and that's, I guess that would be mine is like, I'm just sitting there chilling out all the time. And then it's yeah. like, and then I'm like, Oh wait, I need to be doing something. And then I'm, you know, busy on that. Yeah. So I don't know. My mind is a monkey mind. So obviously <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know if what, what shout out I to... experience goes is like uh, applicable to everyone. But like an example of a default state for me is let's say I'm hanging out in a group of people that let's say maybe I don't know them that well or it's not like people I'm super close with. I almost have to force myself to be social. Mm-hmm. I, and, and what I'm forcing myself out of is this default state, which is me inside my own head. Like uh, my default state is me inside my own head. Mm-hmm. And most things I do in life, I have to kind of pull myself out of that default state and apply my attention to something. But actually what's interesting is motorcycle riding. Oh yeah. It, that's, that's not the case. That's like, that's all I would say. That's a default state where yes. you're like very comfortable. You're doing it. When I'm thinking about motorcycle riding, I'm very focused. Not a single thought is in my head. No, exactly. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm a thinker. And so I'm what I was trying to say earlier with, that should be your Twitter, Twitter bio. I'm a thinker. Actually that's yo, <laughs> 
That's pretty good. Um, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, thinker, dreamer, lover, um, fighter. Um, one thing that I always have a problem is problem with is when I go to bed, I used to have like really bad sleep problems. I wouldn't say like really bad. I'm not like medically diagnosed or anything. But um, what do you mean sleep problems? Like I wouldn't be able to fall asleep, and this oh, is even yeah. in high school, um, at the beginning of college and stuff. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep, and it's literally just because I have like things that I'm thinking about like all the time, yes. nonstop. You have monkey brain. I have monkey brain, for lack of better terms. Um, and I'm no far like I'm no like big special deal about this. Like everybody probably has this at, like at least one point in their life, and um, I just kind of noticed it, and I was like, wow, like. Some people are like, okay, I, I have sleep problems, so like I can't fall asleep very easily, so I'll go to the doctor and you know they'll give you some stupid pill or whatnot because that's what that's another problem with America's world or the United States right now. But um, my issue was I was like, okay, I have all these thoughts in my head. How do I get around that? And one way that I actually got that I had to like get myself out of like thinking about all these assignments, thinking about all, like I would go through my day and it's almost like I would be like, oh, this is my meditation time where when I go to bed, I would think about my entire day and what I did. And I realized that that was actually a bad thing for me because I would literally sit there and think about everything that I did within the day. And I would think, okay, most of the time it would be, what did I do wrong or what did I do right? And so I'm literally thinking about all these things and it's keeping me from falling asleep. And so I literally would have to think, this sounds so crazy. I would have to think about something very very specific in order to fall asleep let me let me give you an example that's kind of like meditation meditation is essentially is pure concentration on nothing nothing yeah in in a way to get to that the the way i usually do it and i think the way a lot of people do it is you just think about the breath oh okay i see what you're saying the breath is not as usually associated with thought Mm -hmm. when you breathe you usually don't think about it so if you focus on something that you normally don't that doesn't require you to think about yeah then you can actually kind of focus on nothing yeah i remember when you were like trying to get me into that um yeah it's a very very failed attempt well yeah we we were we were camping and it it wasn't really the right move we were in a tent pants were off it was just a weird situation (laughs) um yeah uh but i i think i think the problem with me trying to like do that sort of meditation is i was purposely thinking of my breath which is not something that was natural to me um, meditation is like working out. If you work out once, you're not going to notice any results. No, I agree hundred percent. Like it's, it's something you have to work on. Um, and some days, even after you become a master at it, you have to work on it again. Oh yeah. Um, one way that I would like, let's use meditation now because I actually like that term. Like, I guess I was meditating. Um, so there was a couple different ways. One way is as I'm falling asleep and I have all these thoughts in my head, I would think about space, like black, blue stars, you know, that sort of space. And I would think of a purple square. This sounds literally <laughs> insane. Yeah. Just give me a second. I would think of a purple square, like as if I'm sitting on my back. Up, I'm looking up at space. My eyes are closed, obviously, but I'm like thinking about it. I would see a purple square floating down to me, spinning as it kind of floats down. Bro, and my, I, think my, you, I think you drink some of that dude, mushroom <laughs> coffee before. My hands, my hands are in front of me like an idiot right now. But my, I would think of a purple square coming down to me like this, and it would create almost like a green smoke pattern behind it. And although it looks like it's coming down, it would never get actually closer to my face. Does that make sense? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. So 
that's one way that I would actually like force myself to fall asleep. <laughs> this sounds so weird, I know. But it was just a way that I would have to like get thoughts off my head is I would literally sit here and think about this and I would try to pick out each detail of the thing. Look at corners. I would look at the middle of it. I would look at the space behind it. I would think about how it's moving closer you know to me but not moving at you. the same time. I, I think what what uh, something that could really help you fall asleep are, are three words. I love you. Mind oh. over monkey. Oh, mind over monkey. <laughs> we were not we were not in the same situation there. <laughs> All right, I'm done plugging the name. <laughs> um and then another way that I actually did it is I would have to I would I found this out when um I was actually I was in a relationship and I was like cuddling my girl, you know me. And um as I was like super, super tired, I would think that some like without doing this on purpose i would think that somebody was coming in and saying something to me and i would like respond to them except i wouldn't respond to them like in my dream because i was like kind of falling asleep at that time i would respond to them out loud so the person next to me like my my girlfriend at the time thought i was yourself dude seriously yeah no the person next to me thought i was fucking crazy um and i am but I would, so I would be sitting were, were there. Were you awake or were you like kind of dozing off? So I was dozing off thinking that they were coming, like somebody would come in or like the person next to me would do something to like, and it would invoke a response out of me. And instead of responding in my dream that I'm dozing off into, I would respond in real life. So it'd be all quiet. It'd be all quiet, right? Nothing is happening. We're sitting there, we're watching a movie or something. Bro. And then I'd, I'd like, as I'm dozing off, I'd think somebody's coming in the room and be like, oh, hey, Gabe, like, can you like do this over there? And I'd be like, I would respond in real life, being like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And like the person I was with was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I was just thinking, you know, but that, that's I've happened a bunch of times. Like that before. But I realized that that is a way of me like being able to fall asleep is as I'm falling asleep, I'm thinking about things happening. And so I would purposely now or one a little bit ago, I would purposely think of things like right now we're sitting in this wine cellar. I would think of if I wanted to fall asleep, I would close my eyes. Think about you sitting in front of me, the microphone, and then I would picture, like, picture in my head like a dream, uh, Alex coming in the door and then, you know, doing something, maybe grabbing a bottle of wine, and I respond to him. And that was literally how I would get myself to fall. It's literally insane. (laughs) I know. I kind of have a similar thing. So if I am mad at someone and I think I'm about to get in an argument with them, Mm -hmm. I will argue with them first in my head and I will try to predict anything that they'll say, but then when I... When I predict what, or when I come up with my response, I usually say it out loud. So I'll be walking down like the hallway. Like on accident. N- well, the thing is, like, I'm so in this conversation. In Everybody my own head, does this. But like, <laughs> as soon as somebody like trips you, you imagine yourself being like, "Fuck you, bro." Yeah, like, no, I'm walking down, going, "What the fuck?" Or like some <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> and my brothers will like look at me and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, I was in a conversation with this with my own head with, with someone who I thought I'd be in an argument with." Later. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but yeah. We all kind of have or one. like a day later when like you think about that one activity and you're like god i swear to god if that happens again i will i would fucking go up to that person <laughs> and i'd be like I'd, I'd tell him to fuck off and i'd punch him in the face <laughs> and you have like this crazy like image yeah. simulation in your head yeah um but yeah i don't know how we oh i, I know how we got into that so the ways that i would fall asleep <laughs> oh yeah this is the stupidest tangent ever um but yeah so that's kind of cool that this is like a way of um, I guess getting your thoughts out because that's a problem that I have is like I'm fucking always constantly thinking of stupid shit, and maybe I'll I'll take I'll I'll like actually try that because that that sounds like a good idea. I have a notebook now, but I never carry one on me. Well, once these are made, I'll send you one, and I I want your feedback on it anyways to kind of help 
revise the the layout and everything. So th they'll be made. So soon. this is a blank one that I'm looking at right now. You're looking at a, a blank one. That'll just be the material and okay. the number of pages. But are you trying to get like this same exact? I like the like. You like the feel of it. I like the Dude, feel it feels of fun. it. And it's also it's water resistant, not okay. waterproof. Like the cover, but not the pages. The, no, the pages. So you put it in your back pocket, and let's say you're out working, and your ass gets sweaty. It's not going to ruin the pages. That happens a lot. It does. Here's what the actual layout would look like. Okay. So do you like carry a pen with you then? Or yeah, I usually carry on? a pen in my back pocket. Name. Oh, okay. So it's like basic info and stuff. Monkey pad is productivity. If you want to operate at peak performance, you have to learn how to tame your mind. Hey, that's a good quote. I like yeah. that. By Naval. Naval Ravikant. Ravikant. Gotcha. Yeah, I know that guy. I mean, him go way back. Um, this is sick. Okay, so this is all thoughts, and then thoughts categorized on the next page. That's dope. I like this. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, thanks. And then look at the very back. The, the very back has 17 questions from Tim Ferriss, and I think these are good questions for anyone. They're kind of intended for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but I think there's about like 14 of them. Can you like put these in this like legally, or I mean, these, I like, trademarked questions. I don't know. I gave him credit. I get. I put the source and I put his name there. So I. No, no, no. I hope yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm gonna I, just send him a couple and be yeah, like, I'm gonna try to get his contact and send him some because I, I don't know, man. I, I think that he'd be like the perfect user of this. If you could, if I could only work two hours per week on my business, what would I do? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like these. Here, let me am see. I hunting antelope or field mice? Well, this one, yo, bro, that's a let's that talk one's about good that because so many times in life. You think you're like trying to you being productive, but you're really fighting over nothing that's significant. But oftentimes, I feel like this is a big on, question. <laughs> you're working on things to trick yourself into thinking that you're being productive when you're actually avoiding the things that you should be working on. I think that's kind of like what I was saying earlier, where it's like you think the business idea that you have solves a problem that you really, really think you like have. But that's field mice. Like you're, yeah. it's it's not that big of a deal. You yeah. know, you you're you're trying to like convince yourself. You're not being very truthful, and yeah. you don't realize it. It's not like you can do anything about it, but I don't know. I think I, that's that's kind of funny. Another one that's good is, what if I could only subtract to solve problems? Like subtract what? S just subtract anything. I mean, that, that question can be applied to a lot of things. Can you explain it? I don't think I understand that. Like, like let, let's I get say it. you have a block of aluminum and you want to subtract material, but maybe that's just my engineering mind. That's crazy. That's the way that that's the first thing I thought. Yeah, of, actually was like, like you like CNC almost, <laughs> which is funny because I've been working that for the last two or three weeks, but I don't know. How else would you like, what I, would I you think, subtract? I want to make a million dollars. Let me start with a million and two. Well, okay. I, I think the, the question was originally asked in kind of a business context. Mm -hmm. And when you're running a business, which obviously I don't have a ton of experience. I, I ran Juge de Socks for like seven or eight years, but I was young and yeah. it wasn't a, a big business or anything. I mean, but, you made you made a couple like tens of thousands, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think the 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 peak year we sold thirty thousand pairs of socks. Okay, but that's good. I mean, that's, yeah, oh, that's yeah. not bad. Like not bad as a fucking what were you seventeen year old punk ass kid? Like yeah, that's good. So I I, I think the the question is like you know. In business, there's a lot of unexpected problems. Mm -hmm. And I could talk about a lot from Zhuja. Mm -hmm. And you often try to implement solutions, implement new solutions oh. to solve those problems. Okay. But I think what 
you often realize is when you implement a new solution, it adds it adds a layer of complexity. Yeah, that's that, a good point. That often um, creates and brings up new problems. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the idea is, you know, instead of adding solutions, what can you subtract? Can you subtract to simplify? that entire and, and thing? Like for example, um, let's say. Let's say you have a few, and this is not my example. This is from Tim Ferriss's book, Four Hour Workweek. But like, let's say you have ten customers, mm-hmm. and um, eight of them, or let me see, let me see, twenty percent of them. So, so two of them are consuming eighty percent of your time, mm-hmm. right? So you have eight customers that are like completely great customers. They're just order and you ship the order it's very normal but if you but, get rid of those two customers two customers that take up 80 percent of your time mm-hmm. can you just get rid of those two customers why don't you just fire those customers so subtract you them you can't fire customers but well i see what you're saying <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I beg to differ no that, that that makes that actually like you just shed some light on it where it's like it sometimes the answer isn't adding more customers exactly to absolve the other ones like if it's your literally problem just is a, time yeah what can you subtract to solve your problem of time, you yeah. can subtract two customers that are taking up your time. That's good. I like that. Instead of hiring new people, like like I think that maybe maybe the first thing someone would think about is, oh, we have two annoying customers. Let's hire new employees to deal with those customers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is that actually the best solution? I, and this is, oh, man, that, that kind of opens up a whole new thing. Um, but Unleash it. Let it go. Uh, unleash it. Well, I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called... Uh, Small Giants. Oh, by Tim Ferriss. No no, 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 no. What's the other one? Something about giant. Oh, Titans. Tool of Titans. Tools of Titans. Tools of Titans. That's, That's great. How, did you read it? Well, it, yeah. I mean, it's not like a book you read from the start to the finish. It, it's a kind of a summary of all of his best podcasts okay. and lessons. It, it's the Tools of Titans. I didn't know Tim Ferriss Titans. had podcasts. Oh, he has it. Yeah. Amazing podcast. He, really? he brings on some amazing people. Basically, the titans the are the people that he but, interviews. Okay. And the tools are the the strategies and methods that these people use in their daily life. So the, okay. the book is kind of broken up into healthy, wealthy, and wise. And healthy are all the athletes he's interviewed. and it, or, or maybe not athletes, but mm-hmm. people who um, know a lot about health or fitness. And they talk about um, their methods, their training strategies. Mm-hmm things to keep in mind. And then wealthy, he interviews a lot of business people. He actually Naval, or interviews Naval and talks about finance okay. and um, how to, uh, maybe how, how wealth isn't always financial wealth, but it could be time or mm-hmm. happiness. And then wise is a little bit more abstract, like uh, philosophy and, he, and it's all, it's really good. So it's like a summary of what he's learned from all these podcasts, interviewing these exactly. like important people. Exactly. So, so what I do is I, I and each each summary is like a page to three pages long on average, I'd say. So what I do is I just open up random page and I'll read like one summary a day and just highlight what I want. And then I move on with my day. Yeah. And over time I'll eventually read the whole book. But like I said, it's not really like right now. It's not like a get it done kind of book. No, no, exactly. And right now, like self-development, you kind of read what you're interested in Mm -hmm. Uh, right now. I'm very interested in more the wealth, like Mm -hmm. uh, start of our careers we're you know about Young. to you know yeah. start making money and stuff so the the health is less interesting and less relevant right now just because you already not, have the health i'm not You're thinking young. about it a whole lot yeah you know? yeah i know what you mean um but i think at some point at some point 
I would like to transition my focus from monetary um, uh, success to like healthy success. Physical. And, and I'm not saying like, oh, when I'm later, like later in life, I'm going to start working out. That's not really how it is. But like, I really want to learn about it at, mm-hmm. at one point and really know and understand what I'm eating, how I can um, do certain things to get certain results and really kind of study it. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, you know, I, I go to the gym now. I, I work out. I'm like a very average fitness person. I eat, I eat decent. I try to avoid carbs and sugars and stuff. Yeah. And I like working out, but I, I often don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I go to the gym, I work certain things and you feel awkward. It's kind of and... random. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't see what's on the other side of the wall, mm-hmm. but I know that something's there and I throw shit over the wall and I don't know what's happening. So I kind of want to like, at some point focus on, well, what the heck? You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird noise. Um, so at it's some point kind of look over that wall and, and kind of learn more about it. But, um, right now, like I said, it, it's just not my focus. So, okay. So health, wealth and, and wise and wise. Yeah. So which one you said you're focusing on wealth right now, right now. Yeah. How to build passive income streams. Okay. How to kind of build your, your personal brand. How would you describe like the focus of some of your peers, some of your friends, Jake, Calvin, um, Evan, me, your sister, what are some of the focuses that, that you think they have right now? Um, I just like to hear just cause you know, for shits and giggles, because at the end of the day, it's almost like you become who you surround yourself with. Yes. And are you surrounding yourself with the right people? One sec. Let me check out this noise. There's <laughs> there's a weird noise that just popped up in this room, and I'm going to try to fix it. It's probably the compressor. Well, whatever. If... I can't turn that off, so let's hope it doesn't ruin anything. Um, so, all right. So, your question was, what are the focuses of my peers right now? Yeah. Are you like? I don't know. I personally think that we've talked about this before, where it's like when you're at home, you're surrounded by a certain amount of people, certain people, and when you're at school, you're surrounded by certain people. Yeah. And when I'm at home, I can't be thinking of school. When yeah. I'm at school, I'm thinking about school. So all my friends are thinking about school, and I'm very, very able to you know study and do projects and do all these sort of things and when i'm here in valley center i, I can't do anything because it's like i'm not surrounded in the right environment it sounds really hokey pokey but i i don't know i feel like that's well, one thing that works for me do you think that's working for you do you think your friends right now are in the same realm as you do you have wealth friends do you have wise friends do you have healthy friends yeah so actually jake is a, i really like jake? what jake is doing uh jake singleton he's yeah, okay. uh one of my best friends from berkeley and I've always admired his focus. And one thing that I've always have kind of, um, uh, the one thing that I've, I've always kind of done is think really far in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, what do I want to do when I'm 40? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to be? How much money Hopefully do I want to have? Beach. And I, I obsess over this kind of futuristic idea of myself. And I think oftentimes that distracts the present. Like I, I'm not mm-hmm. doing the right things today to get where I want to be because I'm too busy thinking about where I want to be. And what I think Jake is really good at doing is kind of accepting randomness in his like 10 year, yeah, that's 20 important. year, um, 
down the line direction and he's just really able to focus on what needs to get done in the moment and mm-hmm. get it done like you know he'll say hey i only have two hours to work on this homework assignment he can sit down and focus for two hours and get that done he, me i sit down and i'm like work on another shit it takes me like six hours to do a two-hour yeah. homework assignment because i'm the same way. doing I'm other things distracted. you know jake can sit down and say i'm gonna do this and do it and i, I it's amazing um also like you know i i kind of feel bad he had a so jake is a he's a statistics major and he's very interested in baseball mm-hmm. and he got his dream job with uh the minnesota twins he, he got a job as a data scientist mm-hmm. but um and we just graduated together so he was going to start i think in may okay so a month ago he was going to start That's and sick <laughs> and, but but baseball got canceled oh yeah so his job got canceled korean baseball is the thing i hear <laughs> <laughs> and what 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 i like it's a, a huge bummer because he was so excited for that and i was so so proud that he got that mm-hmm. but he's like well you know and i talked to him about it and i, I said you know how are you like are how do you think this affects your career and we just had that that discussion and he goes well you know it happens i'm going to rebound it's not the end of the world now i'm applying to wow. grad school that's really and, and good i almost felt worse about him not getting the job than he did or at least that's what it seemed like yeah. he was so calm about it and he goes well you know that's just what happens that's now life. i'm going to focus on grad school and he completely like changed his focus and didn't hold on to the fact that he lost his job and I admire that, That's that really the ability good. to kind of control, like you're talking mind over monkey. He's yeah. got it. <laughs> well, that's, it's, it's called adaptability. And that's, yes. that is, you'll see this in any realm that you go into with yeah. any sort of good leadership. Adaptability is key. Yes. You're going to see this when you go work at Apple. You're going to see this when, when you're in the military. That's the one thing that they train is you can know your shit inside and out book front to back. Yep. But if you can't fucking switch in between, yep. you know, when a car comes the other way and when you're supposed to go over that way, you know, you're going to be worthless in this world. And so the fact that he's able to like adapt to that is, is insane. It's awesome. So, yeah. okay. What would you call him then? He's, what does he focus on? Health, wealth, or wise? Sounds like wise. Education. Okay. I, I think he's at a stage where he's really trying to learn as much as he can and get as much experience. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that a lot of us at this age right now are like, like, I think education for wealth, you know, like obviously he wants a good job. So right now he's building wise. That's easy. Yeah. Maybe wise. Maybe that's a, mm-hmm. a better uh, way to categorize it. And then, and then you have, I mean, dude, that, and that's just him. I also have very entrepreneurial friends mm-hmm. and they're trying to build their skills. Mm-hmm. Like Evan, great yeah. example. He's he's become quite a great salesman. Really? Great marketer. Yeah. Does he so what's he doing now? Well, I mean, you're gonna talk to him tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah. to him tomorrow. But he uh so he uh didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And great choice, honestly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I admire that actually. I think that's awesome. No, I don't yeah, I, I was talking about this with somebody else the other day. Oh yeah. Um and he I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up because I don't know all the details. But my understanding is he moved to LA, started his own marketing consulting business, mm-hmm. and he was able to pay his own rent and everything. He was completely independent, yeah. which is like, I thought, dude, that just blew me away. Because yeah. here I was in college, 
getting weekly you're like, Wait a minute, Venmo payments from my mom yeah. for groceries. And here he is living completely. I was like, wow, like he's an adult. Yeah. And now he's uh, selling solar for a, a solar company, but he's kind of his own sales. Okay. He kind of has his own thing going within this company. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to him more about it tomorrow. I don't know all the details, but he's actually gotten into like long distance running. Oh like, yeah. Last week it. he did a hundred mile race. Yeah, I saw that. What the fuck is Dude, up I with know. that? That's and insane. Bro, the other day. That's so one like, of those things where you're like, hundred miles? I can do hundred miles. Come on. Come on. hundred miles? <laughs> but he that calls me. Easy. I read like, David Goggins can't hurt me once. <laughs> I'm good. I can do it. He called me. He's like, hey, what are you doing Sunday? I was like, I don't know. Nothing. He's like, you want to run 50 miles? I was like, oh, I'm actually uh, I'm busy. I'm you know, uh, I just, I twitched my ankle like three weeks ago. That's fucking crazy. 100 miles. miles. No, oh, yeah. 50 and 100 miles. Yeah, That's miles fucking tomorrow. hard. Well, he's running 50 miles before the podcast tomorrow. Holy shit. He's running from Carlsbad to La Jolla back to Carlsbad. And this dude started, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But Bro, he, he called me a couple months ago when I got back from school because of coronavirus. And he goes, this is actually the same day I taught him the the notepad exercise. Oh, really? Because he came over and the the, the thought was he is really good physically, mm-hmm. maybe lacked a little bit mentally. I was decent mentally, lacked physically. So he goes, you teach me that and I'll teach you how to run 15 miles tonight. I said, what? <laughs> he, <laughs> what? Goes, he goes, I'll come over at like 8 p.m. And it was raining that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I, I literally felt like David Goggins. And he goes, we're going to run 15 miles. And he goes, you're going to do it. And I said, I don't know if I can. He goes, shut up. He's like, it, or he didn't say shut up. He goes, it's all in your mind. You're like, well, that's hurtful. <laughs> and, shut up and is a bad bro, word. And we did just that. He came over 8 or 9 p.m., whatever. And we ran You started at, at 8 or 9 p.m. Yes. Yes. We got back at around midnight. Took about three hours. We ran to the market in Valley Center. Valley Center is where we live. It was seven and a half miles there. In the pitch black. We got there. Raining. We got there and... That's just dangerous. <laughs> well, we had flashlights. Oh, you're good there. Oh, they had fucking flashlights. And Excuse the fuck out of me. You're good now. <laughs> and we, we bought... Bro, I, I was hurting, like, pain in pain mm-hmm. at mile seven. Yeah, you look like you would be. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and when we got to that market, dude, I ordered... I, I got like a Gatorade, a Twix, a Just Reese's carbs peanut and butter sugar. cup, <laughs> and I was good to go. Uh, and I, swear, I ran seven miles back. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, I broke both my feet for the next like two weeks. My my feet were swollen. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I broke Running them. Like, will do that maybe to you. minor fractures or something, but they were fucked up. Yeah, running is one of those things where, and he he'll tell you this, um, and he probably has told you this, and. I'm a terrible runner. I can't run for my life. I I can sprint. I'm a good sprinter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm a decent sprinter. Let's let's be honest here. Let's not let's not over push myself. Um, <laughs> but running long distance is one of those things where, you know me. I like to stay fit. I like to work out. Um, I want to run more because it sucks. Like yeah. the other day, um, yesterday, I I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna go and run. I started running at the beach and. I was like, okay, I'll go to the pier and back. It's, uh, I think it's four miles from Mission Beach to the pier and back. It's four miles. And I was like, what? Oh, I was going to say, is Mission Beach like where you live? Um, somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I go to school over there. Okay. Um, but 
Yeah, so so USD is I go to USD. Um, USD is right on Mission Beach. It's near it. University of Small. Uh, spoiled daughters. Uh, oh, spoiled spoiled daughter. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, no, University of San Diego. Um, but I started running there maybe a couple months ago, and I just kind of fell out of it. Not too much. Um, or I didn't get into it too much. But I started running, and it's literally like I run maybe quarter mile, and I hate my life. Like I, yeah. I fucking hate running. My body just is not a running body. Well, my problem, dude. I it's hard for me to breathe. Yeah, and, and like you get pains, and you know. Like usually, my my legs and my body can handle it, mm-hmm. but my breath can't, dude. I can't keep up with my breath. Really? Yeah, I'm the opposite. My breath, I feel like I can, you know, go for as long as I can. Um, my legs are what, like, my legs and my body are what start screaming at me. Like, what? um, my my legs immediately are the ones that are like, hey, bro, yo, you're tired. <laughs> Chill, sit down, have a drink, you know. <laughs> But, and you know me, like I'm fit. I'm not like fucking David Goggins where I'm running like, or Evan where I'm running like hundred mile races. But, um, I don't know. I I guess I just never really grew up running long distance. And so that's kind of one of my side things is, or my, my, my drawbacks is I can't run very long before I get tired. Um, but I started running because it's literally like, like the other day I was talking about running at the beach. Um, I was running and I was like, wow, I fucking hate this. How can I make it worse? And I was running on. I started running on sand. You and intentionally I was like, made it worse. Intentionally made it worse because because why? why the fuck not? I'm soft. I'm being soft. I'm literally running, and I'm like, oh, like this is tiring. This sucks. And it's like, what is that doing for me? I'm sitting there and I'm I'm running and I'm doing nothing with my life. Um, and it was a little bit of like I'm pissed off at myself for being tired. Like I just started running. Why should I be tired? And so I started running on the sand. I was running on the sand and I saw somebody and I was it, obviously it's more tiring and I wasn't going as fast, but I, it was kicking my ass. And I was like, good, I fucking deserve this. So I was running in the sand and then I saw somebody running in the water, <clears throat> like as dude running in what? the water, they're running. So as the water comes up onto the shore, it like you know, oh, comes oh, up, gotcha. they started running along uh, that I, path. I envision like knee deep, you know, no, 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 like sweat band on like ankle short deep shorts. maybe, but they were running barefoot in the water. Okay. Okay. And I was running in the sand and I was like, that would suck if I was running in that because I had shoes on and I was like, you know what I'm going to go do? <laughs> I'm going to go run in the, in the water. So I started running in the water and I was literally like this, this isn't that bad. Like it's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, my you, shoes were you all wet yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. You pun you, you told me. You wake up at 5 a.m., put on a weight vest, and run two miles. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> Why do you punish yourself? I don't know, man. Why not? <laughs> well, it's it's a okay. So when I read David Goggins' uh, book, "Can't uh, Hurt Me," that's what it was. It literally, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I actually just finished his book. I I that's another thing I want to do more is I want to read more. Um, so I read his book. Maybe I finished it probably a month or two months ago. Um, kind of just at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing. And I literally, I, I actually kind of like, uh, empathize with him a lot because I, I, I don't empathize with him in the sense of I'm not a black male and I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm white dude, sort of atheist. I have no idea what I'm doing with my, with my morals and stuff like that, but I'm just trying to make it in this world. And I literally was like, I empathize in the sense of he's like, life is too easy. I personally, this is getting into politics and getting into my life and my beliefs. Excellent. Um, I feel, I know, perfect, right? Um, I feel like people are very soft 
and I'm one of those people. And I'm not saying I'm special. I'm I'm literally saying I'm no better than anybody else. And who was it? Nietzsche, Nietzsche, whatever the dude, the philosopher's name was. He said, um, "There's more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophies." Through finding the pain and the struggle in your body, this is getting super philosophical. Through the pain and Suffering that you will find, and this is a little bit Buddhism too. Um, you don't have to justify everything. Oh, I will justify everything. Um, because we, people people don't understand this. Like Everybody thinks, I don't want to do this because it's comfortable. Well, what are you going to do when it's uncomfortable and you can't do anything about it? Like Think of cops right now. Cops are in a terrible situation. There's a lot of good cops out there. And again, this is getting very political, but um, there's a lot of cops that are fucked up. And so right now they're going through a situation where every cop is deemed as a bad guy well, pretty much. I, yeah, I think you got to view them as an individual. I think the the idea of cops is really good. You no. Know, when shit goes wrong, absolutely. who, who are you going to yeah, call? Who are you going to Ghostbusters. Right? <laughs> it's like everyone hates cops until they need one. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. And Even, I agree. There, I was there talking with one of our buddies, Jacob Glennie. He, yeah. said, he said people would literally walk by him and be like, hey, fuck the police. Fuck 5-0. And then... He would walk down the street and come back and they were, you know, like somebody started a fight with that person about something else. And he and the guy was like, hey, help me. And he's like, the fuck do you want me to help you for? You were literally just saying, fuck the police. Your car's broken down. Somebody you got in a T-bone accident yeah. with you. You know, you're literally saying that I'm going to help you. But he's like, think about what you're saying. Um, but what I'm trying to say here is, is cops right now is, is a very like police, very interesting situation to be in. Um, they are. It's, it's good to put yourself in bad situations because when you're in this situation as a police officer, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do the right thing. It's not an easy thing to do. And I think it's funny because of that situation exactly. Everybody says, you know, oh, when the time comes, I'll step up. When somebody needs to build a wine cellar, I'll be able to do it in a month. I'll be able to do it in a week. How long does this wine cellar take? Fucking 20, 11 years? Something like that. We're in a wine cellar. How? Right now. Yeah, we're in a wine cellar. Uh, when when things are like difficult, you know, what are you supposed to do when things are difficult if you've never proven yourself in those difficult situations? So what I'm trying to say here is, I like running because I fucking hate running. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I I kind of have a very similar situation, but mine is more about learning things. Like I used to be very scared of hard problems. Like mm -hmm. I would be in math math class in high school in calculus and I would see a problem that I didn't know how to solve and if I didn't know how to solve it right away I would freak out I would panic and I would never sit down and work through the problem I mm -hmm. either knew it right away or I didn't get the answer and I think what like the biggest takeaway of college for me was being comfortable working through difficult situations like being accepting the fact being uncomfortable being uncomfortable same same concept mm -hmm. and like for example with this this pad this notepad that i'm making three days ago i had no idea how to manufacture a notepad yeah. i didn't know how to design it i didn't know who could make it i didn't know how much they would cost mm -hmm. i went to google and i thought in the back of my mind i said the answer i'm looking for exists on google no it honestly i does. just have somebody's to find found it, it before right? i just have to yeah tap into that so I just started searching. I just started asking Google questions. I said, you know, uh, first of all, and I, sorry, I was telling my dad this earlier, I had this exact same conversation. I said, I don't even know what it was called. I was typing in notebook and I realized it's actually a notepad. Mm -hmm. 
So I, at, for the first 30 minutes, I was searching the completely wrong thing. Then I figured out it was a notepad. Yeah. Then I figured out the material. Then I figured out what type of file printers, like uh, um, suppliers want you to send the, the artwork in. Yeah. And I, I just solved each problem little by little. Like initially the, the big problem was how do you print a notebook? Yeah. Well, how do you solve that? You break it up into little things. First you got to design it. Then you got to get the material. Then you got to find the supplier. Then and, and if you break problems up, each like problem within that problem is actually a lot easier than the yeah. actual problem itself. You figure it the fuck out. Exactly. And Fifth though. <laughs> and uh, that's the same thing when I ran Zhuja is when I said I wanted to start a stock company. I had no idea what that meant. No idea. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, I know how to I know how to go to the store and buy socks that I like. Yeah. So that's the first thing I did. I went to the store and I bought socks that I like. And I said, what do I like about these? I said, oh, I like this, like that. And then I said, all right, well, I can learn Photoshop. Yeah. I can design them. So then I went and I took a Photoshop class at a local community college. I learned how to design them. So I was like, all right, so now I know the material that I like and I know the design I want. And then it was like, all right, now I got to find a supplier. Well, I used my network. My dad actually knew a supplier. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, perfect. So contacted them. Then it was like, all right, you got to fund it. So now then, you know, then I went and got funding. And then then it, it was, all right, they made the socks. Or, or then it was, I got to order them. How do you make a purchase order? Then I Googled, how do you make a purchase order? Figured mm-hmm. out how to make a purchase order. Send them a purchase order. Then it was, um, how much am I going to pay in taxes? How much is taxes? How much is tariffs? How do you import? How do you ship the socks back? Mm-hmm. Then they got back. Then once the socks arrived in the U.S., it was how do you pick them up from customs? Well, customs would actually my very first order. Mm-hmm. Customs put a a hold on my my boxes. We had uh, thirty two hundred pairs of socks. Really, and they did a random inspection, and we had to pay like a twelve hundred dollar fee if we wanted the boxes. Th- I was like, well, I already used up all of my budget. How do I get the, the extra money? So what, what I'm trying to say is like... Wait, so you had to pay for the extra fee? Yes. So the, the very what? first order... That's, that's we, such we, we paid, You know, it was like, I don't even know how much... But I, I maxed out my budget. Yeah. Like multiple thousands of dollars. And I had no money left. The socks arrived. I mean, this was like three months into the order. It's, it's, it's long. It's a long process ordering materials from from asia and that we were notified that the socks arrived in newport Mm -hmm. and but we couldn't pick them up until we paid this random inspection fee because who knows why they randomly inspected my box scamming you bro (laughs) oh yeah and um pirates so then i had to come up with (laughs) 1200 bucks that's crazy and that's, that's insane. That's, so, that's yeah. The, the point is like, you know, to, to solve a big problem, the, the way you do it is you break it up into problems that you know how to solve, or at least can figure out how to solve. Yeah. Figure it the fuck out. I, I, I don't know. That's, I had a conversation with, um, actually Vanessa the other day on who this, uh, Vanessa, <laughs> she's one of my good, good lady friends. Um, <laughs> I met her the other day. She was cool. Yeah. She's, she's a hoot. Um, a what? A hoot. Like a hoot, like I'm having a hoot time. Oh. You know? um, but we were talking about, and it's funny that we mentioned this earlier about the importance of college. You mentioned that college isn't important. No, I never said that. Okay, yeah, you, you what, said. What I'm you saying no is, need is to go to college. it's not meant for everybody. Some people, I think, 
should go to college. Mm-hmm. For me, I went to college. Obviously, I thought it was good for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, like the the problem that I have is you go to you go through grade school, you go through through high school, and all the teachers say we're college bound. We're going to college. Yeah. But honestly, there's so many kids that don't need college. Think about how many people go to college and they nowadays feel like and failures still don't have a because, job <laughs> because they don't go. Like no, exactly. I, I know a lot of kids who were brilliant mechanics, brilliant welders, brilliant entrepreneurs yeah. that felt stupid because they didn't, they go, to didn't go to college and you know they, they failed classes that they weren't interested in, in high school yeah. who are brilliant kids. And what I'm saying is like, they should be they should have more support yeah. in in their careers. So like I said, I went to college cuz I wanted to, not cuz I felt like I had to. Um but yeah, I feel like that is it's like college is a step in the chain where everyone's like, okay, you go from middle school to high school, you go from high school to college, you go from college to the, for your first job, you go from your first job to your second job. And it's like, and then you retire and then you retire and, and then, then you have, then the you rest. have fun. And then, then you, you have travel. Fun. Yeah. And then it's like, then, then that's when you're happy. And it's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Like people have this emphasis on college and it's fucking useless. Yeah. Like exactly what you said. We need plumbers. We need entrepreneurs. We need uh, fucking welders and, and car mechanics and all these things. And I'm not saying you can you don't like you don't get to those jobs by not going to college. You can go to college and get those jobs too. You can go to college and become a police officer. You can go to college and become an airline pilot. You can do all these things by going to college. However, you don't need a college degree for those for those uh, degree like job fields. And what I'm trying to say here is people have an overemphasis on college. And I think it's actually kind of funny because I. I wouldn't say I was like going into college because, oh, it's the right, that's the next step. It, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I definitely didn't know what I wanted to do before college. I think college is a good place for you to go if you don't know what you're doing with your life. Yes. If you are like, oh, I'm really good at welding when you're in high school or I learned how to weld, I like welding, go be a fucking welder. Go weld for somebody for a couple years and then start your own business. Or if you don't want to start your own business, go be a welder for your life, you know, do these things. But what college what i took from college and this is where i think college is actually really good college did not give me any special skills i could not find on my own i'm in a mechanical that's engineer. the misconception yeah no absolutely they think because you went to college you are you now have these skills to address the world that nobody else has i'm an engineering student they think i'm only an engineer because I went to college to study engineering. Well, I, I think college gave me an opportunity to explore a lot of things that I would have never been exposed to. Exactly. And so I take two things from college. One is a thought process of an engineer. Yes. I can solve problems on an engineering uh, like style, I guess you could call it. Like, That's interesting. Um, I like to be able to like figure things out, and I know... That there's no problem in the world that I can't find a solution to. Think of I like, agree. Think of like climate change. Like, fucking, I don't know the answer to it. Yes. No, but some other people don't know the answer to it, but the answer's out there. Like, maybe we've done it. Maybe we haven't done it. Maybe we will do it in the future. Who knows? The answer's out there, and it's all about, like, coming together and finding the answer out as a team, as yes. an individual. Doing There's no problem that, that can't have a solution. That's the number one thing that I learned is how to solve problems in that there's always a fucking solution. Yes. Um, the second thing that I learned about college is it's very... College is useful for knowing what you're supposed to know. So 
if I wanted to be an engineer, I don't need to go to college to be an engineer. Yes. I could look up the stress factors, how to calculate shear stress, how to calculate moment of inertia, how to find which type of bearings to use, which material the bearing should be used in, what how the fluid's going to move in this kind room. Of, it exposes you to these concepts so when you're in a situation, you know what to look up. Exactly. So like before, I had no idea what CFD fluent would is. is. Do you know what that is? No. Exactly. I, I fucking know what it is now because I was told about what it is. And it's not that you're an expert in it. Oh, good God, no. <laughs> it's that you're... you are aware that it exists and this is when you're supposed to use it. Yes. And when you're supposed to use it, you can then go and learn further about it. Exactly. So before you can learn any of this on Google and do you know how of I course. know that you can learn just about anything on Google is because in every single salute, every single class that I've yes. ever had, I've <laughs> yes. used Google. The first thing is like, is like if I do the problem, I look at the problem solution, you know, find this, blah, 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 do this. Uh, I don't know the answer to this. Let me ask a friend. That's so interesting friend that you the say The friend that. doesn't know the answer to it. Well, what do you do? You throw that bitch into Google and then you see what Google <laughs> pops out, right? So you literally, like, the answer's out there because somebody has done it before, unless you're doing, like, research and development blah, 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 for surveys and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the answer's always out there. You just need to find it. Now, I don't, I wouldn't have known what ANSYS CFD Fluent is if my instructor didn't give me a course curriculum saying, hey, you should take this class in, C in computation fluid dynamics. Yeah. I'm throwing a bunch of big words out there and make it look like I'm important. I'm not. Um, but I wouldn't have known that those things are actually a thing unless I went to college and somebody gave me that, hey, you should know this. It's the same thing a, with your, if you're a welder. Yeah, I had if a very similar class in college mm -hmm. where it, it was a data science class and I, I never knew. I, I, I So they would give us these assignments and they would say, um, in this class, you are going to build a regression model. Mm -hmm. Or in, in this problem, you're going to build a regression model. If you don't know what a regression model is, look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. And I would always be like, why are you not telling me? Why are we paying you 120 yes, grand a year? Right? Right? <laughs> and it would say, look it up on Google. Or uh, look you're it up on Stack Overflow. You're the one that's supposed Overflow. to tell me this. <laughs> and I was pissed. Yeah. Right? The next summer, I got a job as a data science intern. And guess what? It... Every single thing I learned at that job, Google, was on Google. Not and big. I realized what, what Berkeley was doing was preparing me for the real world. Yeah. Because in the real world, you don't have a textbook. You don't have professors to ask. They're not going to give you a problem that no. they already know the answer to. But that, I was that so check your work. I was so comfortable looking things up on Google. Yeah. But what's interesting, I, I wanted to kind of touch on this. You said your, your two biggest takeaways at, at college. I would say my, my number one biggest takeaway mm -hmm. is exactly what your number one is it's the ability to problem solve it, oh, it has yeah. nothing to do no, with exactly. the classes i took it has nothing to do with um the school i went to mm -hmm. it has to do with uh or the, the biggest takeaway is just being comfortable taking on what initially seemed like impossible tasks yeah. and working through them breaking them down into pieces that you can solve mm -hmm. that is so key yeah. that and i think if you could learn that and, and if you already know it, then I don't know. You don't need college. But but yeah. I do agree though. Like uh, as as a, I, I majored in data science, and there's a lot of things in data science that I would have never knew existed unless I went to college. So it taught me, kind of, almost like if, if you view it as like you're mining, for gold, and you're in a tunnel mining for gold, and you're trying to build a tunnel, and if you're at the very end of the tunnel, you're chipping away at the edge of the tunnel to make new. 
uh, to, to make the tunnel longer. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think what college did is it kind of took me to the front end and it showed me what we're chipping away at in, in terms of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it showed me like where we are in the progress of data science, where we, how we've gotten to that point. Yeah. It shows me like what problems we don't yet know how to solve, like what we still are chipping at. Yeah. Um, I, but, I, I like that. That's actually a good analogy. Yes. But it, it you don't necessarily become an expert on, on these things. And, and the, the concept or the idea is that college can never make you an expert on one subject. Like if you want to be an expert on one subject, get a PhD in it. Yeah. Well, um, and then like you have to do it. Exactly. But, but in the real world, in a job, in a company, whatever, you're going to be exposed to these concepts. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if it's, if you've never heard of it before, you're not going to know where it fits in, in the big picture. Yeah. Um, but if you've heard of it, you at least kind of have some conceptual grasping where of the idea. You know where to start, and um, the idea is that you'll learn more about it later. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's that's. I think that's the big key takeaway of college is like if you don't know what you're going to do with your life. I wouldn't say if you don't know what you're going to do, go to college. But college is a good opportunity. Yes, to almost push off real responsibilities <laughs> yes. to live off the teat of mom and dad for a little bit w- longer. Yeah. Um, and to kind of let you mature a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of maturing in college and I definitely did a lot, good deal of maturing. Um, not necessarily like my maturity, but in my intelligence and my mental ability. Um, are those different intelligence and mental ability? I'd like to think so. <laughs> um, I think so. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm giving you a hard time. I feel like your intelligence is what you know and your mental ability is what you can, is what you're, what you're capable the ability of. to know more. Okay, that, that was an intelligent answer. You know what, thank you. I, I gained that in college. Um, but by no means is college important. In fact, I would say, fucking go join the military. <laughs> go join the military, go to college, go get, do both? go get an apprenticeship. That's sick. I've probably learned more in the last three weeks what I'm doing now, then I'd probably say the first two years of college. What are you doing now? I work at, I work as a CNC apprentice. So I'm kind of learning the whole realm of CNC. What is that? What is um, CNC? CNC is computer. Like, what are you doing? I have no idea what CNC stands for. CNC is computerized mill and lathes. So the, the way machining, it's, Computerized machining. It stands for computerized no, no notational something. But um, what I'm doing is I'm using code. I'm using programs that we designed like SolidWorks and uh, AutoCAD and all these different design programs to create 3D parts. Mm-hmm. Um, those turn it into a code. Those codes feed it into a machine. That machine spits out a project or okay. a product. So what we do is at my company... Um, I don't necessarily want to release the name of the company, um, but we produce firearms components. So you make CNC components, um, from design work. So you design a part and like I said, it turns into a code. It's called G code. Um, it's mainly for, uh, tooling and manufacturing. Um, and then you manufacture a component for a bat based out of a block. It's, it's subtractive manufacturing. Um, it's sick. It's it's cool being able to see how that works and how to produce something. That's why I'm doing it. Is I'm definitely not making a lot of money. It's minimum wage, but um, 
for these three months, I'm learning the CNC realm. And that's not necessarily where I want to put my career. I definitely want to put it into, I like additive manufacturing. Well, it, it's a good tool for your toolbox. No, exactly. It's when, uh, I think we talked about this earlier where there's kind of two different types of engineers. I don't know if it was with you or somebody else, but there's the technical engineer, the person that works on the wing. There's the person that works on the, the wheels. There's a the person that works on the seats. I'm the seat guy. Um, and then there's also the project manager kind of engineer where okay. they see the airplane. They see the wing setup. They wing the they see all the entire wings. You know, they don't they're not focused on one component. They're focused on how all the components work with each other. It's almost like a systems engineer. Um that's kind of where I want to put my career. And so I think this is just another tool in getting to know another aspect um, of that's engineering. A, that's another topic that – this is another thing to think about in college is what I have always wanted to do is be an entrepreneur, go into business, mm-hmm. be some sort of manager. And the obvious major for me initially was business mm-hmm. because that's what I wanted to do, Right. But I ended up not getting into the business school and I thought, man, I'm never going to be able to go into business mm-hmm. because I'm not majoring in business, yeah. right? No, absolutely. So I ended up switching to data science and what turned out is I started to see a lot more business opportunity yeah. in data science. Yeah. So I, I began to view data science as a tool to put into my my mental toolbox that I can then go and use to solve business problems. Yeah. And I, I think that's really interesting. And if, if you do choose to go to college, one thing I would think about is, you know, maybe not, maybe don't major in the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Maybe major in something that you think could help you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be a writer and uh, you want to write books, an author, and you're already pretty good at writing and you think that you, maybe, you know, majoring in English wouldn't actually help your writing skills, mm-hmm. major in something else, major in political science, and then you can write about political science ideas. Yeah. Um, but, or that was just one example, but the idea is... I feel like people always get associated with only their major. Yes. I'm You are I'm not engineer. what you major in. I, yeah. Oh my God. Fucking high five for that. That's fucking, you are not what you major. Like people are like, every time I tell them, they, 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 people, you know, when you're getting around to graduation, they say, oh, what are you going to do? What, what's your major? Um, I'm an engineering major. Oh, wow, you're going to find a great job. Well, I like engineering, but I don't think I want to get an engineering job. What? Why would you not want to get an engineering? That's like, you literally have the, the fucking golden ticket to finding a job in this world, engineering, but why would you not want to be an engineer? Well, I like design. I, I like the engineering, like the design side of engineering. Um, I like the manufacturing side, but... I like business. I like real estate. Yes. I like investing. I like finance. I like all these other things. Um, if I didn't choose engineering, I would, I sometimes tell people if I didn't choose engineering, I would either be a heart surgeon because that's it's dope or because I don't want to go that much to school. I would be like an entrepreneur. I'd be a businessman. I'd probably be an investor or something like that. Um, I feel like engineering has given me the tool of being able to create where, yeah, create and solve problems where that I can use for business. Dude, I just remember that the, the you came home from college when you're and you brought a beautiful guitar. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was, was like, wow, where'd you get this? And you're like, I made it. Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah. Dude, this thing looked like a tailor, like perfectly cut. That's, that's exactly what I modeled it off of. Yeah. It was incredible. And I thought, 
how does one build like what dude i still don't know now <laughs> um that's, but it, yeah I, I mean just you're a builder dude you i've always yeah you, you like experiment that. a lot so I, I thought it was a perfect major for you but. no um yeah i that's that's literally why i went into mechanical engineering um i like building things i grew up working on cars with my dad working on motorcycles and stuff you and i used to freaking ride motorcycles not like non-stop every day um and i grew up working with my hands and building things and obviously no parent is going to be like oh you like working with your hands? you should become a mechanic and it's like no every most uh parents would kind of push you for a college degree in that and Engineering does not teach you how to work with your hands. Engineering, all sorts of engineering, teach you a very theoretical side of how to build things. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of thinking. Well, what's interesting is Gabe is a mechanical engineer, builds very physical products. I am a, a eh, data science slash software engineer. Well, I'm not one, but that, that's what I studied in mm-hmm. school. And what's crazy is when we come back and have conversations, it's we, literally we like we're the, the same, same thing. exact thing. Yeah. But it's Gabe funny. is building physical products yeah. and I'm building digital product. And yeah. it's so crazy to me that the, the principle of problem solving and building and design is the exact same. No, absolutely. And, and when you're explaining how you build a guitar or something, I'm just thinking, oh my God, he is coding in real life. That, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I, I'm, I'm thinking... So obviously, both of, our, both of us are very like entrepreneurial. And so I think we, we come together in that realm of like, Oh wow, this is a good idea. We should turn it into a business, and we can do that with anything. And now it's like, yeah. now that we're like good friends and stuff, um, it's funny that like you and I like grew up together, um, yeah. and and we're still around. I can't fucking get rid of you, um, but it's crazy seeing like, I feel like we would form a good team in a business realm because it's like we have opposite skills. We have opposite skills and the same mindset and same. Yeah, exactly. It's the same mindset where it's like, oh, that's a good opportunity or that's a cool like widget or program or something. Let's turn it into a business. We have the business side in our heads, but now we have two different skills of how to make a business where it's like you could be doing something and be like, wow, I can code that and turn it into a business. And I'm doing something and I'm like, wow, I could totally make that and turn it into a business. That'd be fucking dope. And so I think it's cool being able to see that. And that's honestly what you do when you form a business. You don't form a business of the same exact people you don't you don't create a team of everybody who has the same exact skill set you want a team of everybody who has different skill sets like-minded people with different skill sets exactly skill sets um the same energy not like completely (laughs) like-minded no 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 like all the same person but uh driven people forward thinking people who can grow ideas instead of shut them down like i do i talk to some people about ideas and actually there's a really good example this isn't my example. I think it's from one of the Y Combinator videos, but it's like, you know, if I tell you, um, Gabe, let's, I want to start a company and I want to paint the sky purple. Drop chemicals into it. Most people would say chemtrails. That's not possible, (laughs) right? Yeah. That's not possible. Uh Who do you want as your business partner though? You want your business partner to say, (laughs) well, to make the sky purple, all you need to do is just, put purple tin on the windows the sky is already and then, purple and then boom the sky is purple right yeah. so so you want someone that can take a crazy idea and think about how to make it work yeah. rather than someone who goes that's not possible and shuts it down i mean and look I at think sunsets sunsets most are already people purple. that i've talked to about ideas don't help help them get implemented they, mm-hmm. they they don't um think about how it's possible they think about 
whether or not it's possible. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like, I mean, I don't want to say a true entrepreneur because what am I to say that? But I I think the the people who you want to kind of surround yourself with, especially in entrepreneurship, are the people who can help carry an idea. Mm -hmm. No, I I, help you see it. Yeah, and and help fill in those gaps. Yes. Um, It's almost like dreamers. You want people who are dreamers around you and I love being a dreamer. That's, 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 I feel like one thing we need people who are willing to work a nine to five in this world, but I'm going to literally go insane. If I work a nine to five, I can't stand, you know, waking up, poking, pushing the button. And then once my eight hours is done, releasing the button and then coming home, you know, I feel like I'm fulfilling someone else's dream. Um, however, there's a difference between being a dreamer and being somebody who does something with those dreams. I, I, I read a quote one oh, time. Completely. This is crazy. I read a quote one time. The richest place in the world is the graveyard because that's where everybody's dreams and aspirations go to die with them because everybody who has an idea who thinks exactly what we said at the beginning, Oh, like I'm, I'm too busy. You know, I'll do it later. Or this isn't that good. Those ideas die. Those with ideas them. die with them. They never goes out to anybody else. Nobody else does anything with them. Um, well, that's why I, what I really don't like is when someone has a, a great business idea and they say, "I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to keep it to myself." Yeah. And I don't want anyone to steal it. I think that was you that told me that. Well, yeah. What, dude? What I think to is change you should that. be telling everybody your yeah. business idea because you, you know what? It's all about execution. No, exactly. If, if nobody you know, sees it the way that you see it, exactly. And honestly, if like like Airbnb, Brian Chesky told a lot of people's idea and they all thought it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously, you know, uh, not Those many people, people can go try to copy off. him, but a few people tried to copy him, but yeah. Airbnb executed better. Yeah. So, so if, if you're worried about stealing, someone stealing your idea, I think, um, you should question whether or not you're going to execute it better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you should, should look at it. Um, I think you should tell everybody your ideas, get your ideas out there, mm-hmm. get feedback on them. Now, and I'm not saying give away your, like, don't be like, Hey, take this idea and run with it. I'm saying, get feedback, have people critique it, have people help develop the idea. Um, but also start like, you know, if, if you're going to be throwing out ideas, you better be taking action yeah. <laughs> and executing it the best. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree a hundred percent and you want that feedback from people. And I feel like I have, uh, I'm not going to call people out, but I have a friend who, you know, has the same idea, a, a good idea. And I told it to somebody else. And I was like, I was like, dude, this is a sick idea. And when I was in conversation with somebody else, I was like, oh yeah, like that guy, uh, one of my good friends, he has this idea that's freaking sick. And he's like, he's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, don't go around telling my idea to everybody. And it's like, what? Like you want to tell that yes. to other people. You want to hear their feedback. You want to hear, oh, okay, that's cool. Like this is the way that I would do it. If you are scared that someone is going to take your idea, good. You should be yeah. scared that someone's going to take your idea. You need that fire under your you ass. Need, exactly. And I have the problem where I always have ideas and I never execute on them. I hate that yeah. about myself where it's like, that's a fucking good idea. Like like your dad. Your dad just gave me a great idea. And I was literally like, wow, this is a really good idea. This is easy, like pretty easy to do. I yeah. feel like I can do it. And I was just thinking right now, I was like, wow, in a week, I'm going to like forget about it. I'm going to become too busy to do it. And if he texts me, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah. I'll start working on it now. And then it's the same cycle repeats. Another week later, oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Like, yeah. that pisses me off that I do that because it's it's almost like I'm a failed entrepreneur. 
like this this identif <laughs> this identity that I've put on myself is like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be, you know, a businessman. I want to do all these things. I yeah. want to be an engineering consultant. I want to do all these, you know, put a big picture on me, but I never do it. Yeah. There's a difference between being a dreamer and being a doer. It's good to be both. It's yeah. terrible to be just a dreamer. <laughs> I, I had a buddy in college and we like freshman year, sophomore year, we would talk about a lot of business ideas together and you know, we never really went through on them. And I think, I was around like junior year or something. I, I went over to his house to hang out with him and he showed me something that he had already built. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, bro. Like what? Why didn't you know? And I wasn't like, why didn't you tell me? But I was like, yeah. man, like you never mentioned this. That's so cool. And he goes, yeah. Like I, I try to not tell people um, my ideas until I start working on it because I hate being the guy that tells people ideas and then being never the, works on it. Being the and idea guy. In a way he was kind of speaking to me because I had always been like, Hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah not executing them. And now I try to do that. I, I, I mean, obviously close friends and family, I'll be like, Hey, what do you think of this idea before I build it? But I really don't like blasting ideas unless I've put some sort of initial effort into it yeah. and started the process. Like, like the notepad totally fine. with talking about now because I'm already building it. It's already yeah. designed. I'm finding manufacturers right now. It's happening. But what I try to not do is, is talk before action. Yeah. I, I, I think it's better to be, the person that can um, say less and do more. And that's yeah. like one thing that I'll go back to Jake. Jake's kind of the, the theme of this podcast. Well, not really, <laughs> but um, he is really good Shout at not the Jakes. overselling himself, but then over um, impressing. That's, that's a good thing to do in life. And I, I look at him and I'm like, wow, that's something that I'd like to, to do. It, it's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe has something in his, is there a bug in your cup? I don't know. It's something like dirt or something. But, um, but no, that's that's. I I like that. I like. Yeah. I've never really thought of that idea. I think I have, but I've never really like actually idealized. I I I I, I idealized. Jake's kind of guy like will will be about to like do something like mm, play a game of MLB the Show, whatever, and I'll be talking shit like, oh dude, I'm gonna kick your ass, whatever, and he'll mm -hmm. be like, all right, all right. And then he'll whoop me like 15 0. And he'll be like, well, he's like, again? eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, fuck. Um, no, I, I think I have that problem of being the idea guy. And that pisses me off. And I like that. I like the thought of doing it before you vocalize it. Because then it just becomes an idea. If you're doing it, like the other day when you said, oh, I'm working on this monkey pad thing. Um, I literally was like, like what? Like usually you, t like you and I are very good at being like, bro, yeah. we have this idea. Let's fucking do it. And then we like talk about it for a day, maybe two. And then it's like it's next gone. week, it's like, bro, I have this other idea. Let's do this one. <laughs> and it's like, well, we never fucking get anywhere. So the fact that you like, like called me at first, I was, I was exactly like you. I was a little offended. I was like, I was like, why the fuck do you need to tell me about this? And then I was like, I was like, oh shit, this is already like happening. And you, you called me saying like, Hey, I want you to like kind of jump on board and help me like do this. Um, and I liked that. And as of right now, the first thing I thought was, this is a great idea doing it before you talk about it. I wish I could write that down on something. I need something in my pocket that I can you write need down. A monkey pad. I need a monkey pad. And on that note, this was a great conversation. <laughs> Way to end the podcast. Get yourself a monkey pad. Yeah, we're we are sponsored by Monkey Pad. Uh, no. 
Um, but no, I, th- I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that's pressing or is that Dude, it? Dude, you should have come to the workout this morning. Oh yeah. What, what was the, explain it. Um, so one of my buddies just commissioned as an officer, um, in the Navy and his cousin is a seal. Really? Yeah. And so obviously, obviously during quarantine and stuff, we are, uh, everything's indoors. So the commissioning ceremony for this year for all the like officers that are commissioning the military, um, they're like virtual. It's all over Zoom. It's hilarious. What? Yeah. And so like you'll see like just a Zoom call of just like 50 people and like one commanding officer being like, this great nation depends on important officers like you to lead soldiers and sailors. Um, and so my buddy was like, hey, you guys have a huge, we have a huge American flag in our room. Uh-huh. And um, he was like, hey, can we do it there? Can we do the commissioning there in your room? That'd be a cool background for the zoom call yeah gabe has like a what 10 foot by oh it's it's 15 feet by um i think like 20 feet or 15 by 30 american flag in his apartment yeah it's 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 crazy it takes up an entire wall um and so he asked to do it in front of that and i said yeah go for it and he's like cool is it cool if my uh cousin comes yeah dude bring him he's like all right sweet he's a seal and i was like well that's fucking dope cool um and so i've I've met a couple seals i met a couple sf i met a bunch of like special uh special operations from each uh, like branch. Um, I was like, yeah, cool. That, that'd be sick. Pretty sure he's a chill guy. Most of the like special operations dudes are all really chill. He comes over, he's a super nice guy. And afterwards he's like, Hey, like, um, you said you want to go EOD. Uh, you know, if you want, come and we'll do the O course one day, the obstacle course at Coronado. Uh, it's like the famous obstacle course. You saw it in, uh, Bud's training videos. You see it on, I think it's two forty seven, uh, the YouTube series yeah. of, um, Nat Geo or something like of the Buds class. Uh, you see it on uh, the one with uh, Lone Survivor with yep. Marcus Luttrell and uh, the one that the that one guy, American Sniper. American Sniper yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the obstacle course. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking sick. I've always wanted to do that one. I've done a lot of obstacle courses, but never that one. He's like, yeah, dude, come by Saturday. Sick. I'll come by. So we came by today. We did the obstacle course. It was fucking sick. Like, yeah. Um, he just like taught us like techniques. Supposedly this guy has like the fastest time or he was the second fastest time, but he was the first fastest like ever, time, ever, no but the way. first fastest who completed. Cause supposedly the first guy, the, the guy with the fastest time ever didn't make it past phase one. And so he's like, technically I have the fastest time for someone who's completed. Who's completed but, and been um, a seal. Yeah. And been a seal. Wow. So he was like, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll just give you guys some techniques on what to do. Um, so we just kind of like ran through each obstacle and afterwards he's like, all right, uh, go. <laughs> and we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, go. So we just like did the obstacle course. Um, we didn't necessarily do it. We did it for time kind of, but, uh, we were kind of like sitting back with like the slowest person that way we can help them and stuff. Um, it wasn't too like, how intense was it? Um, it's, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's like, uh, the first thing is like, it's like a, a ladder or a bars that you have to like shimmy on to like go get uh, over. And then there's a, there's tires where you have to like run through the tires with your hands on your head, then you jump over a wall and like a bunch of things that get your heart rate up and down. Um, and so like after a big, like there's a huge cargo net that you have to climb up, climb down and that like gets your, your heart rate up. And then there's like one that you have to be really calm for where you have to like balance and walk on boards um, it's sick. It gets you high in the air for some of them. Some of them are like crazy. It's very like, you have to be very, um, as this dude was doing them, he's like a fucking spider monkey. So he's like, Jeez. he's just very, uh, 
uh, what would you call that? Like athletic. And so he can like, he, he's, that's the word. Yeah, that's the word. Um, he's able to like, just kind of like get his body around things and he, he was fucking killing it. So, um, yeah, shout out to, uh, Jack. Thanks for, uh, helping with that. <laughs> that's sick. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that, so that's what we did this morning. And I, I texted you the other day. I was like, Hey, come game environment. The, the problem is I'm currently looking for manufacturers and, um, I've been looking, I've been talking to some Asian manufacturers. I think I'm going to end up producing it in the U S but they all are awake in the middle of our night when we're asleep. So mm. I was up till like 3am last night chatting and I wasn't going to wake up that early. Yeah. You were like, I can do it after nine 30. And I was like, what bros? Cause I was going to bed at three. Yeah. Whatever. I wasn't going to wake up at five to meet you down there. Do what's hard, baby. Do what's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a good conversation. I think that's it. Right. Uh, Anything yeah. Else? I mean, we could, I'm sure you'll be back on the podcast. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I appreciate the invite coming out here. I mean, I like the way that you're kind of just like, this is a good way of just like conversing and I guess getting our thoughts out. Yeah. Um, and it's cool hearing like different perspectives, perspectives from people that I don't know or people that, you know, we do know like Calvin and your brother and Evan tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Of course, man. Cool. Later.